Chart Chat is a member of the Tiege.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tiege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, February 18th, 2019. I'm Tanner Green, and you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. That's right, Caitlin is out. She has not been feeling well, so she is taking a much-needed health break this weekend from recording. So it's a solo episode, and it's a fairly anticlimactic solo episode for a variety of reasons that will very quickly become clear as I run through the US chart entries for the week. We start at number 95 with Kelsey Ballerini and her song, Miss Me More. And then we jump to number 56, where Gunna debuts with One Call. And that's it. That's all we have. We have two chart entries for the week, which itself is fairly unexciting. If for no other reason, it removes any suspense as to which two tracks I'm going to talk about this week. And so the real question is, which one are we going to talk about first? And the first one we're going to talk about is Miss Me More, Kelsey Ballerini. This is the third single from the country artist's sophomore album, Unapologetically, which debuted at number seven way back in late 2017. Longtime listeners might remember our discussion of that album's lead single, Legends, in one of our first episodes. And now here in February, we return to the proverbial well with Miss Me More. Miss Me More is Ballerini's sixth top 20 entry on the Hot Country Songs chart and her seventh appearance on the Hot 100. The track also lends its title to the name of her upcoming tour alongside Brett Young, which kicks off this April. I think there's a Virginia date. I think it's Salem, Virginia. I forget on the specifics. But in any case, let's take a listen. Again, this is Kelsey Ballerini, Miss Me More. I retired my red lipstick because you said you didn't like it. I didn't wear my high heel shoes because I couldn't be taller than you. I didn't want to lose my friends, but now it's hard to even find a you want it I thought I'd miss you I thought it hurt me thought I'd miss you I thought I'd miss you but I miss me more I miss my own beat it's in my own snare drum I miss me more I miss my own sheets in the bed I made up I forgot I had dreams I forgot I had wings forgot who I was before I ever kissed you yeah I on the positive side of things, I think the verses here work fairly well. And this is mostly due to the melody and Ballerini's vocals, which have this very graceful rise and fall, feels very symmetrical, very tidy her vocals never feel wobbly as she moves throughout her range you know she's going all sorts of up and down but her voice is stable she's singing really well her rhythms are crisp but they're crisp without losing the lyrical mood and it works well and then you get to the chorus there's nothing inherently wrong with what the chorus is trying to do it's trying to go the pop edm route of instead of having a full melodic chorus in the traditional sense you have you have a beat and a hook And the focus is more on the timbre, the texture, whatever. 
And that can work. Now so more than ever, I think more country artists are inclined to try this route after the success of Marin Morris with Zed. And Kelsey Ballerini herself has done this uh, already, featuring on a Chainsmokers track. So there's nothing wrong with this on paper. But in practice, if you're going to write a chorus that is not a traditionally melody-focused chorus, you need to make the timbre of that hook that you're using sound like you spent more than five minutes producing it. That three-note descent that's over in the left channel that's sort of the main hook, more or less, it sounds terrible. It's got this smeared, just really indistinct pitch shifting, and it's super low in the mix. You would think that if that's going to be your focal point, you would have that be more prominent, but it winds up sounding peripheral because it's kind of buried. And because it's buried, your focus is more squarely on the instrumentation, which isn't anything noteworthy. So you're kind of left hanging. There's nothing to grab onto. There's just this gaping hole where any sort of feature of interest would go. So it's kind of a clunker of a track because of that chorus. It spoils any of the momentum, the sort of modest momentum that the verse had built up. And that's kind of it. There's not really a lot more to say. And there's not really a ton to say about this other track that I want to talk about, but I can reassure you that I will be a little more positive on it. Again, that's One Call, that's Gunna. This is the latest single from one of the hottest new names in hip-hop right now. Gunna is coming off a huge 2018 that saw him and Lil Baby go top 10, not only with their joint album, Drip Harder, which debuted at number 4, but also that album's smash single, Drip Too Hard. Drip Too Hard peaked at number 4 as well on the Hot 100. It went platinum. And still, as of this recording, it's holding strong at number 13 on the Hot 100 and actually gaining in performance despite dropping a slot from last week. So that song's not going anywhere. Gun is not going anywhere. And to that end, Gun is wasting no time capitalizing on that momentum. This new song, One Call, is the lead single from Gunna's upcoming debut album, Drip or Drown 2. As far as I can tell, again, semantic issues. The release is being categorized as an album instead of a mixtape like the previous Drip or Drown. But again, those distinctions as we've talked about before have never been muddier as they are now, so eh. Instead of getting bogged down in those semantics, let's listen to a clip again. This is Gunna's One Call, and I want to flag for your special attention. We're going to start from the very beginning of the track. Pay attention to the way the beat takes shape as the song sort of gains momentum. Admittedly, the praise directed at Gunna over the past year has kind of baffled me. I'm, I certainly don't dislike his music, but I've always found his rapping competent but kind of forgettable. 
Especially if it's on something like Jeff Harder, where he's appearing with a little baby, who I find infinitely more interesting. And unfortunately, this track, One Call, is no different. So because of that, 100% of my appreciation for this track comes from its production, from its beat, which I am gobsmacked by. I love the subtle layering of those different rhythmic pulses that you have at the beginning of the track. Sort of completely shifts the pulse of the song in a way that doesn't feel sloppy, like I kind of complained about Seven Rings a few weeks ago. And you also have these low, watery chimes that periodically appear that lend the track this sort of foreboding aura that is more than strong enough to make up for Gunna's, we'll call it, serviceable performance. And here on Chart Chat, we often talk about timbral associations. Caitlin, in particular, is very good at that. And to throw my hat in the ring, so to speak, the first thing I thought of when I heard this beat, especially those low chimes, was actually the soundtrack for Resident Evil. The very first game, all the way back in 1996 on the PlayStation 1, classic, formative horror game. And so we're going to listen to a short clip of the particular track from that soundtrack. It's titled The Guardhouse Basement. Again, this is the soundtrack for Resident Evil 1 from 1996. Again, with those eerie low-end chimes, they're very watery, very uneasy. Uh, for those that are unfamiliar in this particular part of the game, you're making your way down. You're stuck in this mansion, and you're making your way down to an area that's been flooded with water and a bunch of sharks for some reason. There are these sensations of unease, again, that the Gunna track, I think, suggests. And on one hand, it's kind of disappointing that Gunna doesn't actually do that much to further that association. But I think One Call still works really well, if for nothing else, is background music, which, again, is perhaps not that dissimilar from a video game soundtrack, where the sound is not the only component. It's not the only focus of your attention. And that's about it. I know it's a super short episode. There's not really a ton to talk to with either of these tracks, and there are only two tracks. So on a solo episode like this, that's not really a lot to work with, but I do still want to thank you for listening to Chart Chat. If you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts, all two of them, I don't even know if I'll end up making a playlist. We'll see. But if so, you can find a Spotify playlist in the show notes, and if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chartchatcast. Also, if you feel so inclined, please consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Tell your friends about us, tell your parents, your grandparents, your cousins, your nieces, your nephews, etc. We love the feedback, we love the listeners. Y'all are great. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green, and we will catch you next week.